The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed, and he came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is, but others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin and you are trying to teach us. Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshiped him. The Gospel of the Lord. We're now well on our way in Lent, and we get to that, that one Sunday of Lent where the priest is forced to wear the pink vestments. So there's the pink vestment joke to start, pretty standard for this Sunday. Uh, since it's uh, a day to, in a sense, remember that Easter is coming and that our Lenten penance isn't everything and we should be rejoicing today, I also figured in my homily I would tell kind of a funny story and uh, has a nice little moral at the end. Some of you may have heard it before because two years ago I gave this homily on a Sunday evening and I'm guessing most weren't there, but a lot of people requested it again. So I always track what story I tell, and this is the second time I'm using it. Uh, so please forgive me if you've heard about Senora, Senora Slingshot. That's the, the name of the story. Well, it, it turns out uh, there was a woman in Mexico. She's probably still down there, and uh, I kind of gave her that nickname, Senora Slingshot. There's a town in about an hour and a half outside of Mexico City toward the Gulf Coast, and it's, it's a, it has an Aztec name. Aguazotepec means the old city on a hill. And uh, I spent a lot of time there over about six years. I would be there three or four times a year for a few weeks as we were helping to rebuild the churches and to build homes for poor families. And so uh, the very first day I arrived to Awazotepec and uh, was helping as the priest there, 
I went to the main church, which was a, a nice-sized church. It's not a big town, about maybe a 1,000 people altogether. But they did have a nice church. And uh, outside the church, as I'm walking in, there was a, an old woman there, not th that old, maybe in her 60s. She, uh, she was very, she was smiling, but um, she was just a little different than the rest in the town. She was wearing the traditional Mexican, like, poncho-type uh, outfit, and she had a, a big leather belt around her waist, and in the leather belt was a very large slingshot. So you don't really associate those, you know, two things together, the nice lady at the parish who's walking around with the slingshot, and I didn't know what it was for. Uh, she was polite when I walked by and, you know, said, hello, Father, and um, I just sort of went in and got ready for Mass. So uh, we began Mass, and it was a Sunday, and uh, it filled up, and Senora Slingshot was right here in the front pew, okay, and uh, everything was going normal up until the homily, and she was sort of distracting me a little bit because she kept looking back out the door of the church, like every few seconds she'd look behind her to see what was going on in the back of the church. Now, there's going to be a trigger warning, I have to say now, because if you are an absolute dog lover, you might not like a part of this story. So I'm just prefacing that. Um, so in Mexico and in Latin America, it's very normal in the churches that the dogs come in, the cats come in, the chickens and roosters. They're just sort of part of life, and no one stops them from coming into the church which can be a little distracting for the priest as, you know, a lot of things are happening. And uh, so I'm there in the middle of my homily, and I'm sure it was a brilliant homily, and I was <laughs> probably in the middle of explaining the Trinity and God's essence. And as I'm preaching and the back door's wide open because it's hot and it's Mexico, a pack of dogs shows up to the back door and they're peeking in and they kind of climb right up to the threshold and they're sort of looking around before they come in. And that wasn't what distracted me. What distracted me was Senora Slingshot sprang into action and I learned what the slingshot was for. So um, she hops up and is standing right here and she pulls out the slingshot and in a very dramatic fashion she just aims it right out the back door. <laughs> and I'm, of course, sort of pausing and watching this, and everyone else was just totally fine. It was part of the normal routine, I guess. And they just sort of were leaning a little bit to the side, and, and moms were sort of covering their children a little bit. But um, the dogs saw that and took off with a yelp and Senora Slingshot runs out with them. So she gets to the door of the church and she lets fire, you know, a volley of rocks and uh, lots of barking out there. And um, so trigger warning, it's not a way to handle that situation, but that's how she did it. So she walks back in with a huge smile on her face and I was very flustered and it just sort of ended the homily, but she was you know, looking at me and, and assuming I, you know, like, aren't you proud of me? I, I protected the church 
And uh, Mass continued, and uh, during communion, when everyone's up and walking around, that whole pack of dogs comes back and makes it in without her seeing them. So now they're all over the church, and she's not aware because she hasn't noticed it. And so then I was waiting for the moment to happen when she would figure it out, and we'd all have to kind of run for cover. All right? Senora Slingshot, kind of, she wasn't altogether there. In her, in her dementia, she sort of developed that as what uh, her way of serving God was to protect God's church. To, for the years I was there, she was without fail every time I went to the church outside with her slingshot. Now, this is a place in Mexico that is next to a gas line from the coast. And they only have refineries on the coast, and they're sending gas and diesel through this pipeline, which the cartels and the gangs are always fighting over. So it's, it's a very dangerous place to be. A lot of bloodshed, even right in front of the church, uh, there's, there was uh, some a shooting. And uh, as the priest who would have to sit and hear confessions, and those men who were part of the gangs and things would come to church and they would go to confession. Just imagine kind of a little bit, I'm laughing a little bit about Senora Slingshot. She was there in the front and everyone sort of laughed at her. She didn't act like the rest. She wasn't, she didn't, you know, follow, you could say, customs and norms. But next to her and in other benches were men who were wearing nice white suits had everything together, put money in the coin box and made sure everyone saw them doing it, lit their candles, and these men underneath were monsters, were not good people, yet they looked perfect. And you might be unaware as you're looking at the crowd, these are such good Catholics. Look at these Christians here, they're families and they give large donations, they're all dressed up, but underneath there was something else happening. Of course, Confession is confidential. I couldn't do a thing about it. But I learned that lesson pretty strongly there, to never judge a book by its cover, to understand what Jesus was saying in the Gospels, how often he was so angry at the Pharisees who were so perfect, and yet did you hear what they did to this blind man? Jesus heals on the Sabbath. He makes a little bit of clay, and that's something that only a bad person would do. And then when the blind man just says, well, I think he's a prophet, they said, you're just a sinner, and they threw him out. You're a sinner because you were born blind, which means God has cursed you, and they threw him out of the temple because he just didn't say the right thing. All right, often when pastors use stories like this, we focus on not being a hypocrite. I want to focus a little bit on maybe if you're the type of person who feels maybe thrown out at times of the church. Maybe you're a person who has a past and a history. Maybe you've been told that you're not a good person, you're not living up to your Christian calling, or somehow you've let God down. I wanna focus on you just today in this moment. In this church, the church of Christ, he will never throw you out. 
He wants you to be here. I hope that when I get older and maybe kind of have dementia, that whatever I end up doing might be something as holy as Senora Slingshot. She's kind of an angel, you know, she probably, she really can't sin, she can't, you know, she's just who she is and God loves her. Well, God loves you as well if you feel like you've let him down or you're not living up to some social norm. Know today that our Lord says, come to me and I will give you life. Come to me, I'll open your eyes so you can see yourself as I see you. I said a couple weeks ago, the person you see in the mirror is not who you truly are. The person you see in the eyes of Christ, your reflection, that's who you are. And today, God's message to us is rejoice and be glad. Easter's around the corner. He came to save us, and for that we should be grateful and rejoice. And even though we don't typically say it, we should definitely always feel in our hearts, Alleluia. Christ has come for us out of love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.